Hey everyone, and welcome to WDW Happy Hour, episode number 22. My name is Matt, and I am surrounded at the table by Scott, <laughs> Holly, Rob, and Catherine. I just want to open up the podcast today and say if you are a first-time listener, hello, welcome. Uh, as a lot of you might know or may not know, Catherine and I appeared as guests on another Disney podcast that we're fans of called Tales from the Jungle Cruise. So we thank you to Skipper Kyle for having us uh, this past week. You can check that episode out. It is live now, Tales from the Jungle Cruise. That's C-R-E-W-S. And it's actually going to be a two-part episode, so you can look forward to the second of those episodes in about a week and a half's time, or about a week now. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we had a really great time. So if you guys um, heard about us from, from hearing us on Tales from the Jungle Cruise, welcome. And We're yeah, glad to have you. We're yeah. glad to have <laughs> yes, you. Yes, please. We hope you stay around and have a drink with us. Um, yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah, no. So we're going to get into our first segment, which is a segment we do on every episode where we pick a drink from a the Disney World or land um, and kind of explain what's in it, what we like about it, or maybe what we didn't like about it, but that we tried it and we're bringing it to you. So Holly, you are topping it off this week. What you Yay. got? So we're going to go over to Animal Kingdom, back to the Nomad Lounge. Mm, that's um, a spot. I got a drink there called the Jen's Tattoo. This drink has Kettle One Vodka, watermelon, hibiscus, and lime juice, and it's topped with a lime slice and then a hibiscus flower on top. Oh, great. This drink is definitely for those who love watermelon, if you're a big watermelon lover. Um, it's a very refreshing summertime drink. It's sweet, but it's not overly sweet, so it's not like sickly sweet. Yeah. Um, but the spoiler alert is you get to eat the hibiscus flower. Oh, really? And it tastes exactly like a fruit roll-up. Mmm. Yeah, it's, it's, incri it's, it's incredible. incredible. You're talking my language. Yeah. She, she comes out, and I was like, oh, what's this little thing? And she's like, oh, it's a hibiscus flower. You can eat it. And I'm like, uh, okay. I don't know if I want to eat a flower. But then our waitress said it tastes exactly like a fruit roll-up, and it does. But it is an actual flower. It's it not is an actual yeah, flower. Well, it's, yeah. it's a legit flower. It's like kind of um, dried up. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. okay. So I think they dry it. And oh, then right. it gets rehydrated yeah. once Rehydrate. it gets into yeah. the drink. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, so it's, kinda... it's really good. I hate the name. What is it? Jen's, Jen's, Jen's tattoo. tattoo just reminds me of like some a tramp, tra tramp stamp. That's I immediately know. what I thought. I thought of like a, you know, just like a freaking J E N S. No, J E N N. Oh, even that's even worse. <laughs> Somehow it's worse. I think it could be named a little differently, um, but it it's amazing, very refreshing. Like I said, if you love watermelon, go for this drink. Is it similar to the very berry hibiscus from Starbucks? Because it kind of like that hibiscus flavor, like it the pink looks like drink. That. It looks like it, but more watermelon. -y? But I think it's a little bit more watermelony mm -hmm. than yeah. hibisky. Okay. <laughs> this is Jen's so. tattoo. She got on her lower back, and it means free spirit in Chinese. <laughs> so, Thanks yep. for our other podcast yeah. member, Billy. <laughs> You're very welcome. All right, awesome. Wow. Yeah, that's that sounds delicious. That sounds like it's kind of a I could just alley. eat them flowered. Okay, they, just, they should do a flower flight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just Is this new pop. Billy character rubbing off on you? I could just eat them flowers. <laughs> I them flowers all day. I eat them flowers. Well, when you talk about the Jen tattoo, you have to talk about it like that. Oh, absolutely. Okay. All right, so now we're going to talk about some news. There wasn't a whole lot, but some pretty 
big stories, I think. They'll maybe be impactful for uh, Disneylanders and Disney people at home, maybe. Yeah. Okay. But the first one is tailor-made for us. Okay. So there is a new um, restaurant slash bar opening in Epcot's World Showcase at the Mexico Pavilion mm. called Shoza. Shoza Tequila. Shoza. Yeah, <laughs> so it's going to be an outdoor bar um, offering handcrafted margaritas, classic and classic Mexican cuisine, tacos, empanadas, chips, fresh guacamole. Mm. So it should be opening soon. They said early 2017. Wow, um, that's so fast. I, love I don't know. Scott Disney. might give us some insight. He was just there. Um, well, where they, it's at. they still have uh, the the boards up around the construction site, but it's directly. If you're looking at the pyramid in Mexico, directly to the left of the pyramid. What, like in the woods? Yeah, yeah I mean, just well, in the woods. Or, or right. You know how there's that pathway that goes back towards where um, Odyssey. Yeah. It's between know. there and the pyramid. So, so like, that's Odyssey, yeah. right? That's what yes. that's called. Yeah. That yeah. Yeah, little the building. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The bathrooms, and when they have, they have some of the, the craft food beer. Yeah, that's craft also beer. where you would um, uh, renew your passes at some point, right? Mm. You go back there and renew your passes. Mm-mm. No, I went. We went there with Brianna to renew her pass. Oh, maybe back in the day. That was a long time ago. But well, anyway, not that's lying. Location-wise, that's where it is. Okay. It's definitely different than where I thought. Yeah, I was kind of thinking about that where Donald usually is, like yes. by that wall, because yes. that seemed like that was a pretty big cut yeah, there out was, there. There's no construction that I noticed to the right of the pyramid. Donald huh. was still hanging out and doing his Being uh, a sombrero thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, I'm excited, and I don't so. know if this is kind of to uh, get people to kind of get away from the kava. Maybe I the know, kava's too a, busy inside. I think that's exactly so they want to like you know how they get you a spaceship earth when you walk into epcot so so many people filter right mm-hmm. to spaceship earth and then like you get past it and it's not quite as busy i'm thinking that's what they're doing with this which i'm okay with yeah i'm excited to to try it out yeah especially it being outdoors like i'm thinking like cove bar-esque mm-hmm. like because they got the water there yeah that flows into future world with that bridge there so i'm thinking it could maybe be on the water? Yeah, that, I don't know. That it's does cool. kind of bum me out about uh, La Cava de Tequila because it's exactly what it's, it's a cave. I mean, it's it's completely indoors and it's it's one of those things that if we're in there for too long, kind of like when you go and see a movie <laughs> in the middle of the day, you just get that like fatigue. Hungover feeling. Yeah, because then you walk out into like the bright sun. You're like, oh, I've been drinking tequila <laughs> in, in the dark <laughs> for an hour and a half. So uh, some outdoor seating um, with some empanadas and, and it, at least the food sounds good too. The, the, there's not really a lot of food options at La Cava de Tequila. I mean, you've got oh, yeah. no, chips, 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 chips and dip. And you have to be eating it there. You yeah, can't you, take it out. Cava is right. good, though, when it's 100 degrees in mm-hmm. oh, yeah, totally. the summer. Yeah, you know, and, it's a good cool down spot. But this yeah, totally yeah, fits, a, fits a, a need. Yeah. Hey, I mean, they got rid of that uh, little cart that they had yep. forever. Um, and I'm sure... That was always busy. That was always busy. There were always people in line for either the frozen margarita, which just came out of a 7-Eleven machine. It's always congested in that area, too, like Mm -hmm. as you're walking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe they can widen it a little bit at the front then when you're going into Mexico Mm -hmm. from Future World. So is this the first... This is really like a bar. So is this the first, like, dedicated outdoor spot in... 
World Showcase well, for as much Rose alcohol and, that's available. Rose and Crown, you have a little bit of. Yeah, but that's not dedicated. No, that's, that's, a, that's not more a bar. of a restaurant. That's yeah, more no, of a that's restaurant. A that's yeah. a restaurant. So yeah, I, I yeah, think you might so. be right. Yeah, I think so. Tell mm-hmm. tell us if we're wrong. I mean, there there might have been one in the past, but I don't think there's one now. It's, Active, right? Yeah, and we so. said that Nomad's kind of going in a similar direction. Yep, yeah, it, it fits the same role that uh, the Cove Bar does in California Adventure. Spice Road in Morocco might kind of have, but, but that's and that is not that's very similar to um, the Italian wine cellar, only outside of the water. They have small plates, so it's not really a restaurant. You can okay. get food there, but it's not. For the food, it's for the drinks. So okay. I've always wanted to eat there. If this could be our East Coast Cove bar <laughs> with a we're looking Mexican for the twist. with a Mexican oh. spanish, it would be just absolutely heavenly for me. Yes, true story. All right, awesome! I can't wait. All right, so next story is Disneyland is getting new Fast Pass locations and a new digital option. Hmm. So the first thing is they are adding two new attractions to their list. Yes. Um, bringing it to 16 between Disneyland and California Adventure. So in Disneyland Park, the Matterhorn bobsleds is being added. Yes. That's huge. That yeah. Is huge. And it, at Disney California Adventure, Toy Story Midway Mania oh, wow. is also being yes. added. Those are two that I'm like, I can't believe they, they yeah, haven't really. had those options mm-hmm. already. Especially Midway Mania, because that... Is the craziest Not yeah. nearly as popular in, in well, it's Disneyland. it's not, but it was still crowded. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's Next gonna be up, a, Peter Pan. That's yeah. what I want. Oh. Both, both places. Oh, wait, no, they already have it in, in yeah. Walt Disney World. Yeah, Disneyland needs Peter Pan. It's too high of a tier in Disney World. Yeah. It competes with Seven Dwarves. Mm. Yeah. So, and then in addition to that, they're launching Disney Max Pass, which will give guests <laughs> both Photo Pass and Fast Pass benefits for only $10 a day. There's going to be a annual and daily option for annual pass holders. So for you guys, mm-hmm. you would I guess you'd be able to pay the One. daily fee or just add it to your ticket. It sounds like. Can you explain me that? Can you explain? Yeah, like that? what yeah. Do you, it it gives you Digital. photo pass and fast so, okay, pass so, options for so ten dollars a day. So with Max Pass, guests will be able to download unlimited high resolution. PhotoPass images through the <laughs> Disneyland app, and for the first time, guests will be able to use the Disneyland app to book and redeem Disneyland Fast Pass reservations. Mm. So that's that's the that's upside, it. yes. Especially, I can see that being a huge advantage because if I'm in California Adventure at California Screamin', and I want to go to Space Mountain in Disneyland, I can book that. Which we that. tried to do. Yes, I, I it, remember I mean, us. Doing that exact yeah. example. Yeah, Instead actually, of having that's to run true. through the gates, yes. go <laughs> get Hyperspace Mountain Fast Passes, which might not, might not be for another four hours. If mm-hmm. you were able to book it while you were in California Adventure, it might Sitting be, at the Cove Bar. It might <laughs> save you an hour and a half. I mean, that's yeah, totally exactly. worth 10 bucks to me if that's exactly what it is. Yeah. I, there's not. This was released via the Disney Parks blog, so I, it's supposed to launch later this year. So I'm sure they're working out still some of the logistics and details. I wonder how you around check how that's, into your. You can do it with the, digitally. With the app. Yes, ah, okay. it'll show up on your on your phone. But will you have that's to sick. go to the, the I location? The, I think there'll be probably a cast member at the Fast Pass entrance that almost has like a scanner thing. That oh scans right, your right. Phone. I agree. I agree on on that. I'm saying. To, to get, get it, it must be 
anywhere. Oh, no. Yeah, anywhere. Right? Yeah. That's the point. So. Yeah. I think, um, yeah. You know, I would do this, I think, if I had a good price for a year as an annual pass holder. Like, if it said, like, pay, like, 70, 75 bucks for the year, I would definitely do that. But I would not if it was, like, a... Um, like a daily thing. Like yeah. that's not worth it to me. And I'm also interested to see the market for this because Disneyland's a locals park. It's a lot of people right. going after work. Are you right. really going to spend $10? And if you have an annual pass, you already get high resolution <laughs> digital uh, photo pass photos for free. Okay. We get those. So for an annual pass holder, this really isn't that big of a draw except for the digital fast pass redemption and a, uh, obtaining so just kind of interesting we'll see how well this does yeah i'm trying to think like for us where we might buy a five-day ticket once a year that's the last two years basically what we've done is do you just do that like one day where you know you're going to hit the parks hard right i would do you it know? like <laughs> two i think i would do two days like one will be my like where you just know you're going to be there, like essentially open to close and just yeah. run yourself ragged. <laughs> but like, I wouldn't do it on a day that like, Oh, I'm going to the Cove bar. I'm going to sit there for three hours right. and then maybe I'll go head over to Disneyland. Yeah. But all right. So if when more details come out or, you know, they release specifics, I'm sure we could revisit that at yeah. a later date. Um, and the last topic is, I'm going to turn it over to Matt, our, our tech expert, um, <laughs> regarding um, expert. a new, oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a yeah. new um, offering from, from Disney around television. Yeah. Um, so at the recent uh, CES, that's the Consumer Electronics Show, um, they um, debuted a top box called the Disney Kids TV. So this is similar to your Apple TV or your Roku's, um, but it is Disney branded and it is some of the, they haven't released the full specs of the device yet, nor have they released the release date. However, they are ensuring that it uh, displays video in 4K and UHD. It comes preloaded with um, some Disney movies, TV shows, and games. There are, you can buy a Disney branded game controller for uh, $39, um, so you can play a bunch of Disney games. Everyone is so distracted right now because Sorry. my cat is like <laughs> jumping on the counter and everyone is just, scotch. he's trying to drink yeah. a nice scotch. Don't just worry, there's a, there's a cap on it. He's not going to get, if he gets to that and opens the cap, you know, he's just very smart. Butt, just literally just push him off. He's yeah, a cat. He's go. fine. <laughs> All right. So yeah, so the Disney Kids TV, also it has uh, three USB slots and what's important is it has um, expandable micro SD storage. So that basically means that in addition to the um, streamlined Disney things, you're actually going to be able to connect other devices like your computer to play outside videos and load things on it via an SD card. Hmm. I think where they're really, I, I take, I think that they're making a big misstep I understand why they're doing it by calling it Disney Kids TV. Because under the hood, this thing is actually really impressive. It's a 4K, yeah. um, it's a 4K streaming box. It's $99. It has gaming capability, which, you know, makes it, uh, you know, totally a, a competitor in the world of Apple TV, um, the Amazon Fire Stick, and the Roku. 
And when they're calling it Disney Kids TV, all of a sudden it's a toy, it's for kids. And really this thing also has um, uh, smart uh, capabilities. So you're talking about things like being able to sync the uh, lights in your home to like oh, wow. dim at a specific time in the movie and things like that. So I mean, it's it can do a lot of things for $99. It's a good price point. So by calling it the Disney Kids TV box, you're basically saying, this is for children. If you don't have children, don't buy it. You're going to buy a Roku. And I think that they're really, you know, losing a big demographic by calling it that. But I, the article I saw was, it mentioned that the controls around what it's going to show were very strong in the sense of it's only going to show kid-appropriate material. And I thought that's why... Because I guess it, even with these like Netflix and stuff, even though there's control, I can't speak to it because I don't use it. Well, they have like, they have Netflix Kids, which is like the uh, right. It's a specific uh, walled garden where it only shows kid appropriate things. But you know, if you're if you're an adult and this is your like and this is your only streaming device, then why wouldn't you just get a streaming device that has everything that you can apply parental controls to? See, they haven't. Um, release the full specs for this, but I yeah. can't. It's it's going to be able to run Netflix and and Hulu and things like that. They've already said that. Okay. So <clears throat> I can't imagine that. Oh, it runs Netflix, but not all of Netflix, only the kids stuff. That seems like a strange. Uh, it does. I agree. Yeah. So I, I, I'm I'm confused by by them, you know, calling it Disney Kids TV, and when you know more information comes out about it. We'll see. Seems pretty nice and portable, like for it's travel. It's tiny. It's tiny. Like I would be, you know, uh, you may judge <laughs> me for this, but I like to have something. Like I do bring my iPad when I travel, and right. I watch it quite a bit. If I'm on a plane, I'm always watching something. Even when I'm in a hotel, if we're at Disney, I usually take a nap or relax and just sit and maybe catch up on a TV show or watch a movie. And I would use this if it was just a small thing i could throw in my suitcase or my carry-on bag it's I, I i would like to try it out because you're a little bit limited with some of those other things like connecting wi-fi in hotels so if this was something you could essentially hardwire that you could use would be very nice it's, yeah and so are, it, if it, it has video game capabilities oh yeah they make like game specific to this or they'll just no, make things available I, I, on there that yeah exactly okay. i mean it's it's an android device uh, but i mean the the controller that they showed is actually pretty hardcore i mean it looks it it has the makeup of like an xbox one xbox 360 controller and it's okay. only 40 dollars, which is much less than you would pay for a playstation 4 xbox one controller so i i'm curious as to what's completely under the hood and and what kind of games this thing would be able to run and what it'd be available. So it'll be interesting too, is this their first foray into or dipping their toe, whatever cliche you want to use into um, making a box capable of getting the Disney family of television. So ESPN, ABC. that's, that's mm. where they're, they're just bleeding subscribers to ESPN mm -hmm. with the, the cord cutters. So, and it's a huge area of concern for the Walt Disney Company. Mm -hmm. So it's it's just interesting, is this gonna be, you know, will you be able to add ESPN to this box for, I don't know, $8 a month? 
You know, that might be yeah, attractive to some I can't, people. I can't watch ESPN on any of my streaming right. services. You have to have so. a cable subscription. Yeah. So is this, and, and they, for everything Bob Iger says about it, and it's not being a problem, it's a huge, enormous problem for the company. So maybe this is the way to, to test the waters to see. That's why I think it, that cable companies should go a la carte. Like, just right. go to a la carte model. Like, right. I want these, like, I watch these 10 channels, so I'm going to pay for these 10 channels. I mean, this is kind of getting off topic, but yeah. it, it's applicable to the Disney brand as they own ABC and ESPN. Right. If you watch, you know, your major NBC, CBS, Fox, and then you're like, oh, I also need ESPN and AMC and this. Like, why shouldn't you be able to buy a package with only those specific channels you watch? And, like, forget about it. I don't need the other stuff. And... You know, I think that, you know, you're seeing some of the internet TV providers going that way with PlayStation View and things yep. like that. But, you know, we'll see. Oh, I'm, I'm curious to see where this goes and if this is successful. I'm all for it. Like, choice and... I'd try it out, you know, in the name of the podcast. <laughs> for sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why. Sure, 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 and sure. did you talk about the price point for the actual box? It's $99. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You did. All right. So, and then you have to buy the controller. You mentioned the $40 controller. That's in addition. For gaming, yeah. yeah okay. I don't, you don't have to buy it. No, the sure, idea, sure, right? sure. But it's, it's not, but it's not like a remote. It's $99, and it comes with the set-top box and the, and the um, remote control. If you want the gaming controller, then you have to pay the $39.99. Okay. Perfect. And that's it. Well, thanks, awesome. Matt. Yeah. Matt was excited about it. <laughs> we need to insert a theme here, like the Disney tech theme. Hmm. All right. So um, this is a, a fun episode. Nothing that we've ever done before as a podcast, but we were bi-coastal this week. Um, so we have trip reviews from the West Coast and the East Coast at the same time. Scott was in Walt Disney World running the marathon. And since this is a Disney World podcast, Scott, why don't you go first and tell us about your trip? Gladly. Well, I think what I'll do is I'll highlight some of the things that are relevant to our podcast listeners um, with regard to some of the things that I did. Uh, one of the things that we had talked about in the past, and the thing that I did on the first day, was a revisit to the Skipper Canteen. And we had talked uh, not not long ago, maybe an episode or two ago, about the fact that uh, several restaurants in Magic Kingdom were now going to be serving alcohol. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was very eager to get in there and try out some kind of a drink, and was very disappointed when I finally saw the menu. Uh, which for uh, the, the drinks menu, which is basically there were two two wines, two beer varieties, which were a Blue Moon and, and uh, Stella, I think, and then one sparkling wine. And that was it. There were no specialty, specialty beverages or anything like that, which uh, was a little disappointing. Did you get a beer? I did. I okay. got a Blue Moon because I had, had to be able to, to say. Yeah, yeah, you had to drink in the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> if you have that opportunity, you should. Yeah, and I mean, I, I wouldn't pass it up if it's there. It's it's certainly not... I'm not going to crap on Blue Moon or anything <laughs> like that, but... Right, but to make a big deal out of it like they kind of did and then not really have a lot of offerings is disappointing. That is Especially so when incredibly the theming disappointing. is so obvious. Do you think they're like kind of starting off small? Yeah. And that's possible they're going too. to offer more. Offer more. Just I guess, but it's strange. I mean, even the beer choices are just strange. Like for just Blue Moon and Stella, like not even like a light beer option. Like it's just weird. Uh, it's just weird. Beer could go gone really well. The Congolouche. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh, why sir? not? Why oh, not gosh. pick something yeah, that we're literally yeah. called the Congolese? <laughs> yeah, <you're> right. <laughs> the yeah. Yeah. It's exclusive to. They they say Animal Kingdom, but. Disney World Disney in general. World. It, if and, ever yeah. there was a place where it was more appropriate, it's the Skipper Canteen. Yep. Yeah. So shout out to Skipper Kyle. Yeah. Who told us that he can be found in the? Yes, uh, he is the deadly crocker fish. I learned about that too late because mm-hmm. I I had already been been yes, there and, and gone. In the C so, S E A room. Apparently, there are a lot of um, really deep references to former to skippers of old on the walls and the decorations that you'll find in the Skipper Canteen. And I'm excited the next time I go to check them all out. So what's your sense of like, did it feel different? I, I don't I, I don't know what I'm trying to like, I don't know what I'm trying to ask, but like. It's like what it, people like, ask you when you get like, married, was do you it, feel different? Yeah, yeah nope. was, it, was it, was the waiter any different? Like when you order the beer or like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> because that was that was the one bit that didn't have some kind of shtick with it yeah you know because they were like everything that they do they're like you know river water or you know they've got some kind of jungle cruise like Mm -hmm. response to it with the beer it was like okay blue moon got it and then like moving on i was like what that's the best you're gonna do with that? Sorry, we can legally not make puns about yeah, the exactly. temperature of the meat. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I, that was the only thing that was noticeable was the lack of any of the, the backside uh, of blue moon. Yeah. <laughs> Why and not? Well, and did you notice like a lot of tables with drinks or like? I did no. not. That okay. was not, and I don't know whether that was because of the lack of variety. But I I looked around a little bit and I didn't see that many people just really going okay. for it and. So it doesn't seem like if, if their concern was people going overboard and having too much, I don't. I don't think that's happening. I don't think that's a concern. Mm-mm. So no. yeah. that that's incredibly disappointing. It is. Yeah. Well, for now, anyway, we'll see if yeah. it changes in the future. Yeah. But. If you're listening, Disney, the more specialized, the better. Yeah. Don't worry. We not. mean drinks, <laughs> food, and souvenirs. <laughs> Thank you. The next thing uh, that was interesting was, and it was it was big news down there at the time, was the cancellation of the half marathon on Saturday. People were furious about that because there are a lot of people who go specifically for the half marathon. Yeah, yeah. you know, and it, and, and it being the twentieth anniversary. Sure. So you know, they they offered some different options for people who were planning to run that and then didn't. They what could, options did they offer them? There were know? several. They could either switch out for another event uh-huh. later in the year, so potentially like the Wine and Dine. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could get a refund of the purchase price. I think it was like on a gift card, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. And they could also switch. There was limited availability to switch to the full marathon as well, which okay. I can't imagine if you were planning on doing the half marathon. And they said, "Hey, switch to the full. Why not try it?" I saw but, a lot of people. But people did. There were people did. who I did. I gave them a lot of credit. Yeah, that's crazy. That's I can't even imagine some brave right souls who were yeah. planning on doing the half. What a mental state! Well, I saw <laughs> a lot of people were doing their thirteen point one miles around their resort. Yeah, it was actually kind of inspiring. Like. There was this underground movement across Disney World that day to get out and run the half marathon right. like independently. Awesome. And there were a lot of places. I had taken a picture that I put on our Twitter of the folks at ESPN mm-hmm. Club yeah. handing out water to people who were running. It was, yeah. it was really cool. And people That's were awesome. out cheering. And But there were a lot of other places that were just kind of spontaneously doing things to support it. It was kind of like a... 
it was like a Disney community thing. It was kind of yeah. fun. That is cool. Yeah, yeah, I saw a lot of great things on social media with, yeah. um, they set up a course around Pop Century and Art of Animation. Yeah. And there was guests out there like handing out drinks and stuff. And then they, they actually did like character stops where I saw this little girl dressed yeah. up as Stitch. <laughs> and so like, it, oh, it, yeah, it was so, so adorable. It was like, really that's the kind of thing that makes me happy to be a Disney fan. It, did. Yeah, it really yeah. did. You know, yeah. to Disney be part of this community. A running fan, like yeah. a runner, that whole running community and the Disney community. It was it was great. I mean, as, you were yeah, just I'm at least one of those. <laughs> the runner, obviously. <laughs> but yeah, it was exciting to see people because there were people who were doing the Dopey Challenge, like uh-huh. you guys yeah. did last year, who didn't yeah. want to. You know, fake a cheap. Yeah, they didn't want a fake dopey metal. They wanted to yeah. get the full thing. Right. Yeah, I think I think all I, year. Yeah. Right. I think I would have done something, something similar. So, the part I didn't really look at was were they justified in canceling it? Yeah, that's why I was going to ask. Do you think they made a mistake? My personal opinion. I'm, now, I guess the thing is, they always have to be super careful. I didn't notice it being particularly dangerous at any point. Was it due to lightning? That was what it was supposed to be. I didn't notice any lightning. Now, that doesn't mean that there wasn't some in the area that we just didn't see or hear. But, you know, by the time I got up that day at like, it was like 730 or 8 o'clock. It was raining out, but it wasn't. It didn't seem to be storming or anything like that. Could you imagine finishing a half marathon and being like, oh my god, I trained for this all year, and you raise your hand in triumph at the end, you cross the finish line, and you f***ing get struck by lightning? (laughs) 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 Or that. Okay. (laughs) I I don't know if this is Matt's dream for a half marathon or his nightmare. (laughs) It's... I don't it's know if like, it's good or it's bad. Like that, it's like the scene in uh, Caddyshack where, yeah. Yeah, yeah. where yeah. the priest is having the round of his life. I don't know if that would be cool or not cool. Well, probably not cool, but like a cool story later on if you live. And I understand, I mean, for people unfamiliar, you're running the roads, you know, especially for the half from Epcot to Magic Kingdom. There is nowhere to go. So I understand yeah. Disney's perspective and, mm-hmm. you know... Yeah, I think that, I mean, I can't necessarily say that they were wrong in canceling it because I don't know the full picture of whether there was really concern that you'd have people out there. Because a a half marathon can take three and a half, four hours if you're not particularly fast at it. And that's a possibility that there could be people stuck out on the course and they may not have the means to get them back inside. So, you're talking 15,000 plus people. So I, I don't necessarily fault it, but it was nice to see people taking their own initiative and getting out there. And well, they truly inspired me. I'm definitely doing Dopey next year. Are you? I was like oh, looking boy. at all the pictures. Oh. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> well, no, I mean, yeah, it sucks getting up at like 3 a.m., but like when you're actually doing these races, I can't explain it. You just got It's just the, the atmosphere, the encouragement, okay. mm-hmm. it just... Really, just I don't know. Where's the yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm gonna have a Jin tattoo after this. Yeah, after I ran that dopey challenge. I ran out oh, of Randy, Jin's tattoo. Randy joined us again. Got a Jin's tattoo. No, it's which really is, it says it's Chinese, it says 26.2. <laughs> well, then. 
<laughs> I also had the opportunity to t uh, go to Misner's Lounge the night before the race. I got a, a gin and tonic there and uh, went to the Wave restaurant. So I kind of did a mini. Oh yeah, that's right. You went to the Wave. Diner. What'd you that was the first time you ate there for dinner. Yes, yes. And I got uh, I got a steak there. I guess it was a a New York strip. So very yeah, good. it was very good. Yeah. Excellent. My my folks were with me. They enjoyed it as well. What they got? Do you remember? Um, my dad got scallops, and mm. I do not recall what my mom got there. But uh, I love the wave. Yeah, the wave wave was great. We, we wave enjoyed after it. Wave. wave after wave. Wave after wave. <laughs> now the the marathon itself, I did post a lot of pictures from that on our Twitter. So if you go back to the history of that, you can see the mile markers on that. And yeah, they were cool. Yeah, it was, yeah, you know. and it was uh, the weather channel oh. is blowing us up. So if you're a fan of, <laughs> you're a fan of the weather, weather. <laughs> I, I texted my yeah. dad the morning that I saw that because I was like, Dad, I know you do not care about Disney at all, but weather.com is arguably your favorite website. He, and he was like, it. wow, you've truly you've made, made it. it. To him, that was like, that was you making it. It's yeah, so no. funny because um, yeah, Scott posted a video of, of running on, on Main Street during the marathon and someone, a representative from the Weather Channel was like, hey, can we use this video on the Weather Channel? And Scott was like, absolutely. And I, I was like, oh, I gotta remember to look at uh, the Weather Channel for Orlando the next day. And I never did, so I don't even know if they used it. <laughs> I, I kind of stalked their entire webpage yeah. and did. didn't see I it. Actually, I actually saw that tweet and I actually responded that she, she could. was Yeah, she was the respondent. Um, and I actually emailed her directly just to see if she needed, if she had everything she needed, because I didn't know if she needed the full, the video, mm. but she said everything was set to go. And I'm sure it was on there yeah. somewhere. Sometimes yeah. they have those kind of addendum items on there, but that's why we should, that's why we saw that huge Weather Channel bump. Bump, yeah. <laughs> right. They were like, whoa, 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 WDW happy hour? I love what weather is this? and drinking. I love drinking. weather and I love drinking, so, I mean, yeah, it's just, the Venn diagram is right in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. That didn't happen. Did you have any other good dining experience? Well, I did. I did go to La Cellier the mm. day of the race. I, that was did one. You get that risotto. Uh, I actually substituted the fingerling potatoes. Oh, those are so good. I, I really love those, so I got that with my fillet. Oh my gosh. And uh, I, I have a, a restaurant that I got to the first time over in Disney Springs, Portobello Country Italian Trattoria. Yeah. Where I had a fantastic meal. I got, they have a, an item there, I guess it's a, a pork shank. shank. Which is this giant piece of pork? It looked very medieval oh from the God. picture you sent me. It, it was more than Some one person should eat, crap. but excellent. I really enjoyed that. So that's good. Those those were my big items from the trip. One of the interesting experiences that I had this time was my mom is several months uh, released from a, a cancer diagnosis and treatment. She's fine now, but she was worried about energy levels, so she was taking a cart around Disney World, which I've always kind of... Poo-pooed. Well, yeah. I, you know, it's, it's frustrating when you're trying to get on the bus and somebody's getting on a cart and everything like that, but genuinely made her trip much easier. And the, the review good. that she had of being on a cart, it was so easy to do that in Disney World. You know, she's somebody who can... She can walk, so she was parking at places and going in. And, you know, all of the bus personnel and park personnel were very accommodating and... That's good. Yeah, very happy with it. So, 
you know, if you're ever somebody Did who's, she let you use it right after the marathon? You were really she tired? offered, and I Did said, really? I said, no, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't do that. I could have used one after last year, but. Instead, you just had a fillet. Yeah. But if you're ever somebody in that position, it's, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. It's. All right. Well, that's that's good yeah. to know. Did she rent it from Disney or did she do an external? She company? did an external company, but the pickup was very easy. They dropped it off right at the hotel. We were staying at the Boardwalk, which really made it convenient huh. for getting from Boardwalk to Epcot because she could just drive over. We even did the the drive over or the walk over to Hollywood Studios, which she would have never been able to do yeah. without yeah. it. So that's awesome. I think it's also and not to get up on a soapbox uh, here, but. I know a lot of people get really frustrated, you know, waiting for people in uh, in scooters, you know, to get on the bus. And they're like, oh, this, you know, a lot of people have disabilities or, yeah. or issues that aren't really visible. Like your mom, who looks completely healthy. I mean, she, it, you know, she hey, just. Hey, I'm guilty of that. Yeah, you it know, just I think totally. changed my perspective. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's something that you really should take into consideration and be, you know, totally aware that not all of you know uh you just don't know what people are going through exactly and your mom is you know dealing with the effects of post chemotherapy which can be really really severe and so totally warranted to have a scooter and you know i i guarantee that there were some people who were looking at like why does this woman need a scooter she looks totally fine and you know you never know the whole story so you guys have to be tolerant it'll change my perspective going forward i think i'll be more patient with people who are doing that absolutely which is good that that only helps so (laughs) yeah so i have two questions did you do the dedicated bus service or the the new offering the park to park bus oh yes i did i i did we did the, the, the paid service. Oh no, like, we did not do the oh, paid service. We okay. did what we did was the one evening we took Hollywood Studios to Disney Springs. Those okay. buses that they end, added, that was a extremely frustrating experience. Really, because the mm. bus stop was shared with Animal Kingdom buses, and there were at least four Animal Kingdom buses that came in the time frame that I was waiting for a bus to Disney Springs. This was at... Me. I'd be like, let's walk back to the boardwalk. This let's was go. at 7.30 <laughs> at night. 7.30 at night. So you're thinking, what prime are time. people going yeah. to Animal Kingdom mm-hmm. for at, at 7.30 at and night? And that's the prime time when you're going to Disney yeah. Springs. About to go for dinner or drinks or whatever. It, oh. Yeah, if, if you are planning on using the parks to Disney Spring buses, make sure that you're planning on time, at least from Hollywood Studios, because that was not, it was not a frequent service. Okay. Yeah, that All that's right. the only service I did use. But hey. good trip overall? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it was great. I'm glad yeah. to hear it. One more question. One more question. <laughs> I know, I know your parents weren't annual pass holders. Yes. But... How did you find the line for being a pass holder? At least I did use bit. it. Did you? Yeah, twice, okay. actually. I, I used it uh, at Magic Kingdom, and I used it. They actually had, at the International Gateway, they had, only, they had one of the sides was whoever, like regular, daily pass, whatever, and then the other Gen side Pop. was... Yeah, Daniel <laughs> population. And the other side was Daniel Pass. It was consistently shorter. It was consistently faster. I'm sure. I you know, know what the heck they're doing. Yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, I, I didn't always leave my folks who are not pass holders, right. but I did want to try it a couple no, of yeah, times. No, yeah, I mean, I just, exactly. I meant yeah. it from, like, just the, viewing it to say, like, 
No, I, oh, I, I used to. Nobody Mom, there. sorry, I have to leave you in the dust because I have a podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> the listeners need to know. <laughs> What's that, Holly? Does annual pass holders have like a special security line they go through too, uh, or they did not that I know. Okay, no, so you still had to go through. It was yeah. just okay. the the key the. Like, the Mickey, Mickey, Mickey. Mickey. Okay. <laughs> which is still, I mean, if you're not waiting for, you know, dumb kids right. to try and figure mm. out which finger, finger they use, just dumb kids. <laughs> <laughs> you used your pinky? What were you thinking? <laughs> You'll never remember you that. You used your big toe? <laughs> <laughs> First, why did they even let you do that? <laughs> the cast member was having a long day and yeah. they said, I just can't. Yeah, whatever. Use your toe. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, use your toe. I don't care. Use your dumb toe, you idiot. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah, well, thank you. You guys had a trip of your own out to uh out We to had Cali. a trip of our own. We were in California. Um, big personal news, and I won't delve too much into it, but I'm in between jobs now, so I, I um, went back to school a little while ago for um, IT, and I, I got a job in my field, and I was in between jobs, and I had a couple weeks in between um, my old job and before starting the new one, and Catherine surprised me on Christmas with a trip over to California. So we went to Palm Springs for three days, which was amazing. And there was some little Disney things there, but um, we also, of course, went to Disneyland for three days and we stayed at the Disneyland Hotel. I was wondering if that's what you did because I saw those pictures and I was like, oh, that's gotta be a, a property, a Disney property. Oh, yes. oh yeah, Disneyland Hotel. God, it was amazing. It's great. Are we gonna talk about that first? Um, do you wanna talk about um, uh, Palm Springs a little bit, like uh, with Shag. We um, got to see, I mean, it's it's a very small thing, but um, Shag, uh, who is an artist who did a lot of, especially during the... Um, the Cantina Star Wars show. Oh, yeah, yeah the one that art. you just bought. Yeah, it's his that. art. He, he does a lot of retro-looking, um, very geometric art. Yeah. And um, he did a lot of the recent Star Wars stuff and a lot of stuff for the Diamond Celebration, right? Yep. And a lot of stuff for like the Tiki Room. He had a, um, in the Disney Anna shop and like the Disney collectible shop in Disney World, they had a lot of his stuff. He did like the really like 50s and 60s, like mod looking, like in the Tiki Room with like yeah. a martini. Like Very those. cool. I, I really like his stuff. And it, he has a gallery in Palm Springs that we got to check out. Didn't. Mm-hmm. Didn't buy anything, but was very tempted to. But yeah, and then we took the drive over to Disneyland, and it was fantastic as usual. And but we got to do some new things. You want to talk about that a bit? Yeah, um, we actually were there on the weekend that they switched from Christmas season to regular season or slow season. Um, so um, the first night there, we got to do Haunted Mansion Holiday. We did Jingle Cruise, and we did Small World Holiday overlay as well and it was the 20th anniversary of small world so they had little 20s hidden all over the ride so that was kind of cute it was like a treasure hunt was that your first time seeing those things or were no. you out there okay we never did jingle cruise in disneyland though and i think it's a lot better although it's been a few years since we've done jingle cruise in disney world but the one section was so dang cute and i don't remember this in disney world they had like lawn angels, like those plastic ugly angels. And also like the little Santas. And the Santas just floating all over the water. Like it was- Yeah, they just, I did the Jingle a, Cruise this time down. They didn't have- There's a yeah. bit of a storyline too, and it's basically, and it, and it starts in the queue, which basically states that 
they had a big shipment coming in of Christmas ornaments to decorate the um, <laughs> the Jungle Cruise. However, the plane carrying the decorations crashed, <laughs> and therefore, when you're on the <laughs> the Jungle Cruise, you see all of these ornaments kind of strewn about in comical fashion. And so, like, um, and lots then, of fruitcakes. Did you have a lot of fruitcakes in yours? No. Oh, ours was all fruit. It's cakes. all fruitcakes, dude. It was like <laughs> all fruitcakes, like just like the the. You know, the cannibals had fruitcakes all over and they had like wreaths and like the um, elephants had like tinsel all over them. Yeah, it's, it's cute. It I, was I liked awesome. it. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, and, and the um, the skipper spiel, um, I, I prefer the original, but, you know, yeah. I think that it's 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 totally serviceable, funny in some it, it, There's a lot of room for people to put their own spin on it. Yeah. We only did it once. I would have liked to do it twice because I always like to see a different to skipper. see the variation. Yeah. I always like yeah. to see the variation in the, in the skipper spiel, but you know, there'll be other times. Yeah, it was kind of crazy because the day, the first day we were there, the main, like the tree was up on Main Street, and then you go back and it's just gone overnight. Yeah, it's it was, it was fun to kind of see that transition. Isn't I know, it? How, how fast. fast. Now yeah. they still had trees up everywhere the day I left, which was Tuesday. Oh, see, it was long gone. On Tuesday, uh, I kind of yeah. wish it was. Uh, I mean, me I, I, I like seeing it, but by the time it's January tenth, right? We yeah, started... it's strange. It's just strange to be walking down Main Street on January 9th and tenth <laughs> and to hear Christmas. You're like, all right, like I, I love Christmas, but it, it is yeah. no it's longer been Christmas. Two weeks. It's Disneyland been at least must two weeks. be fast because the same thing. They had the 60th anniversary down overnight over, uh, Labor Day, and then they had all the Halloween stuff up when we were there, there in September. So. so yeah, but it was cool. We got to do Haunted Mansion Holiday, which mm. we've done before, which is fantastic. We got to do, um, what is the, a sm is this called Small World Holiday? I just said that. Oh, but I'm mean, just, <laughs> no, but what is it called? Is it called Small World Holiday? Yeah. I mean, all of them, it was cool and then it was gone. But the, the other thing that we got to do that was holiday themed that we don't often, um, I know I had some kind of harsh words in the past talking about World of Color, specifically for the 60th anniversary event. We got to do the World of Color Season of Light, which was the holiday variation of World of Color, and it was excellent. It was amazing. Huh. It's my hmm. favorite variation of World of Color I've ever seen. Um, they actually used the set pieces to tell the story, which is something I don't think they did for the 60th. I thought they just projected stuff and it was, you know, disconnected. We had talked about this a million times, <laughs> but like they did blue Christmas and they had sadness just walking like across <laughs> Mickey's fun wheel. And it was just, just the lights just crying and they were all blue and it was so cute. It was so funny too. And it was all just Christmas music. It wasn't Disney music, but then they put like the Disney characters. So they did like Melly Kaliki Maka and they put Lilo and Stitch. And oh, cute. It was so cute. I know it was good because I, I spent the whole day and the day prior being like, oh my God, I'm like, I'm done with Christmas. Like, I don't want to hear <laughs> Christmas music anymore walking down Main Street. I don't need to see Christmas ornaments in Cars Land. And so this was the, the last night for a season of light. And I watched and I was like, this is so good. And I felt like that, this is so corny, but I felt that spirit of Christmas. <laughs> and this was, you know, this was two weeks after Christmas had passed. And I was like, this is so good. And it got me in that Christmas spirit. And I'm like, wait a second. So like, give me gifts. Wait, give me gifts now. <laughs> no, it, it was excellent. It was so good. And, and it made even better by the fact that I really hated the um, 60th, the Diamond Celebration World of Color with Neil Patrick Harris. As much as I like Neil Patrick Harris, it just, 
I'm definitely not alone in, in thinking no, that it not. was not up to the level of the Disney Nighttime Spectaculars. I'd be, I'd be interested to see either, like, the regular... Because I really enjoyed, not to get off topic, but I enjoyed World of Color immensely. And the, we saw the, the original? Six, no, the, we saw the 60th. Oh. And I, I really enjoyed it, but maybe I didn't yeah, have a tease, point of... Tease yeah. their own, you know? Yeah. I mean, you're they, wrong, but... They also did... Um, Whoa! Shots fired. Right they have um, these little machines that make little foam helium hearts. So these things bubble up. They make these little hearts, and then they fly, and they look like balloons, but they're flat. It looks like just like bubbles. Yeah. But they're in the shape of hearts. But they're, they fly... You know, they flew over... Like Mickey's fun wheel. M- Mickey's fun wheel. Wow. And, and they mm. were shaped like hearts. It was, yeah, it was so cute. weird. They're made out of helium um, and like foam. Huh. It was very strange. But these yeah. things were popping up. And I was sitting next to um, a new friend of the podcast. And she was like, what are those? Is that a guest doing that? Like throwing these things up in the air? Because we could only see one. Uh, but then okay. as we like looked at the panorama, there were a few of these little machines making okay. these hearts. And last year they did so snowflakes but this year is hearts all right so that's world of color and that night we also got to drink at the 1901 lounge which Ooh. is the private disney california adventure lounge um it's, it's basically the disney california uh, the california adventure equivalent of club 33 there's almost. no restaurant so no i would disagree with <laughs> it's, that it's, statement it's equivalent of the club 33 the exclusivity of yes the, exclu- the exclusivity of it yes, yes, yes you yes. have to be a member of club 33 to get in um and it, it was really really cool it was very like swanky like old hollywood if you've been in carthay circle bar it's very similar to that bar um very like if you're a disney history freak oh my god (laughs) just like the stuff in there like the photos of walt are amazing where is it it's next to carthay circle so the bar of carthay circle like mirrors the bar in in 1901 so it's like the same exact like like a hidden entrance like yeah sure quote unquote yeah Yeah. not so hidden but okay yes it is right next to Carthay I think Circle. the coolest thing about it is the um, the bar has um, four seats that are labeled, and it's it's has Walt, uh, uh, Lily, Roy, and oh, I'm gonna let you find her here no, if you're gonna no, do no, the talking. No, no, no. Roy's Edna. Edna, God, I, um, I blanked. It has I four, di- four directors' chairs with all of their names on it. So um, it was it was really cool. They also have the. Um, the portraits of the nine old men. Oh. Um, oh, it was like that, caricatures, yeah. Yeah, that were drawn by one of the nine old men, which is awesome. And there's this, at the exit, they have like a little projector that you can't really, you can't tell it's a projector. But every few minutes, Walt walks by. Oh, and the it's silhouette. Just the silhouette of Walt walks by. So very cool, like just like super... Definitely. It's very similar to the Carthay Circle Bar. Oh, it's, exact, so, like, it's I was, exactly. I would the same. say it's almost exactly. It's the same. They share the same small plate food. They share the same drinks. So there's nothing. There's nothing extra, but it's a very cool atmosphere. It's very really, nice. Really yeah. Nice. The the devil's in the details. I mean, there's some really like really subtle homages <laughs> to. There's um. I, I if you're like a Disney freak, I'm sure you've seen this photo. But in the, the women's room is a is just a single stall, and there's this like creepy Bambi like 
like photo that's looking at you while you're going <laughs> to the bathroom. It's funny. Um, yeah, it, it was really good. Um, so after World of Color, we tried a new restaurant. We tried Naples, which is in downtown Disney. It's um, attached to Napolini, which is the sliced pizza place. It was really good. We actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, we've been to Napolini a handful of times, and it's been really good. And that's usually one of those things that we go to at downtown Disney in California when we're like just like starving and need a, a last minute option we're like oh well, let's get a slice of pizza is that is that the place where you can just pick up pizza mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah it's it's, mm. it's basically a, a quick option but naples is the like adjacent the restaurant that's a sit version. down and and we still got what did we get it was so we got light. a we got a <laughs> margarita pizza and we it was really good yeah, i'm not gonna say much more about that because it was it was just really good yeah, it was i like, would go back yeah totally well, i have a question for you and this is this is more about where you were staying Staying at Disneyland Hotel. Awesome. I mean, as far as accessibility. Well, was that your question? That's, awesome? That's well, I mean, the answer is yes. My, my question is, you know, you've stayed at the Good Neighbor Hotels a lot. Yes. Mm -hmm. And besides being the Disneyland Hotel for accessibility and things like that, was it more um, beneficial? Ab and absolutely. Not only that. Like, I kind of considered the Disneyland Hotel to be a bucket list item. Mm -hmm. And now it's no longer a bucket list, but it's like, I've got to make a way to do this again. Like, it was so good. So worth the price. I would pay the price again. Um, it was amazing. Oh, my God. The location is so great. They also, something I should mention, they changed security in Disneyland. So you have the security entrance on Harbor Boulevard for a lot of the good neighbor hotels. And mm -hmm. then once you get into downtown Disney, there's not that mirrored one on the other side of the Esplanade. So there's one when you come out of the Grand Californian into downtown Disney, there's that little uh, passageway between Anna and Elsa's boutique and I think uh, Jamba Juice. And um, that now has a security and, and a metal detector there. Mm -hmm. And then there's also a line of metal detectors before the um, service road where the Disneyland Hotel is, where, mm -hmm. you, where you cross into that, so like ESPN zone um, and Alamo Rent-A-Car, that little area. Um, so it, I think it really filtered out. I don't feel like I waited that long coming from Disneyland Hotel to get in. Like no. that was really quick. Um, took us longer when we were staying. We stayed on harbor for one night, so it did take us longer coming from the harbor entrance. Um, but I will also say that, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just felt, I just felt closer to the action, and with the new security, I was more apt to after being in Disneyland when we were staying on harbor. I would go eat at downtown Disney. Mm. Like mm -hmm. before, it would be like, oh, well, now I have to exit the security bubble and then go back through security just to get back to my hotel, which was a pain in the rear. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I liked that a lot. It definitely made us, like, we like, there are a few local places that we like to eat in Anaheim that are not in downtown Disney. And we were more likely to pick something in downtown Disney, I think, because of the security. Well, Trader yeah. Sam's is right there, oh, too, true. right? Oh, and, and we were in the Adventure Tower, which is the closest to uh, Trader Sam's. So we could see Trader Sam's from our from room. From our room. Which was... Did you eat there? Or oh, did we, did. we did. We did. Okay. We actually got inside. You don't have to spoil your drinks. No, for... yeah, don't. Because oh, I am going <laughs> to talk about my drinks I had at Trader Sam's. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was great. I mean, I, I'm... I'm now that it, there's been enough time, um, I can kind of be a little bit of, of 
be a little bit objective because I'm trying to say like, does the cost, because the Disneyland Hotel and even the Grand Californian, very expensive. Mm-hmm. When Especially when you're compar- comparing some of the good neighbor hotels, which are completely, I mean, we usually stay at the Parkview Inn. There are a, a couple hotels that are right by the entrance that are very reasonable and very close to the entrance, which means very close to the parks. And so, I mean, probably just as close, if I not closer. Clo- closer to the parks, yeah. yeah. Closer yeah. to the Disneyland Hotel and the Grand California. But we did get to ride the monorail in, which was awesome. We did that once. I felt obligated that we had <laughs> to take the monorail in, staying at the Disneyland Hotel. And that was, it was so fast. We didn't have to wait. The monorail was there when we walked up the steps. Mm. It was, huh. The thing is, the Disneyland <laughs> Hotel, it's it's definitely a luxury. And the rooms in the Disneyland Hotel are are bigger than your general um, Disney rooms and even your good neighbor rooms, definitely. The service is great because they are Disney cast members and it is basically a a hotel that the theme is classic Disney. And so that's right up both mine and Catherine and most of the members of this, sure. you know, most, not all of the members of this podcast, right up our alley. It's just it's just a really cool hotel, and I'm I'm really happy that we got to stay there, and I'll definitely stay there again. It, the thing is, it's expensive, and so I won't be staying there every time I go out, you know. But I will def I definitely understand. I, I I'm I'm waffling on whether or not <laughs> it, it, the cost justifies the the benefits, but it was amazing. Yeah, it was. It was, it was expensive, but it was. It was amazing. And it also did a rare phenomena for us, which was it slowed us down quite a bit mm. because we were like, you know what? The Golden Globes are on tonight. We're going to stay in the hotel room and watch the Golden Globes. Like, we didn't feel oh, bad wow. about relaxing in the hotel because we were like, we paid for this. <clears throat> We've been to Disneyland a lot. And, like, we definitely wanted to explore the hotel as much as possible and just, like, really appreciate the room um and i feel yeah, like so we got to open up the blinds and overlook the pool yeah, the mon- and like the, we got to see the monorail pool we were right above trader sam's yeah so we got to look at that and and if we were staying at a good neighbor hotel and some of them are very nice um you know we wouldn't have we'd be looking at an ihop <laughs> right we'd be, yeah so like we wouldn't have been like For oh let's let's <laughs> yeah let's hang out here and watch the golden globes um, i mean and we didn't watch the whole thing but i mean we still didn't feel bad about sitting there for an hour and watching the Golden Globes because we're like, hey, we we paid for this hotel. It's a beautiful view. Let's have a drink, watch the Globes, and then go out to the parks. And and yeah, it, that's one thing that we have a hard time doing, and that's not being go 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 on our vacations. And that's a very East Coast mentality. And the Disneyland Hotel was totally successful in putting us in a more West Coast mentality, which is no worries, dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> no worries, bro. Um and. Because it was the end of the season when we were out there, we got to see the last night of Paint the Night again. (laughs) So the last two times we've been in Disneyland, we've seen the last night of Paint the Night. Oh my gosh, it's so good. We had these two (laughs) cast members behind us when we saw it, and they were just like screaming like friggin', I don't know, like... Banshees. Yeah, they were just <laughs> hysterical. So for paint the night. They were just like, Whoa! 
And like every <laughs> every float that passed by, they were just like cheering. Like just these two dudes were just so psyched for yeah, Pink Panay. And like, don't get me wrong, I, like, I was describing females. No, no, it's just like two, two bros, like like stereotypical bros. If they were cast members, I'm just I'm just picturing what two bros would say about Paint the Night. <laughs> yeah, but it's they not were Disney truck, yo. <laughs> They were like, but they were like clearly cast members because they were talking, talking about, about tryouts. Talking about tryouts for stuff. We were we we might have been eavesdropping. I know. I was just like they were talking about they're they're looking for specific characters for a, a show, and it's the height requirement and the one guy was like I'm gonna try out I don't care if it says 5'8 and he was like they're gonna turn you away immediately if you don't make the height requirement you're wasting your time and they were like getting real into it bro like, you wouldn't want to be Olaf oh my god I know he, he, that dope. was this guy's dream to be Olaf so. bro you wouldn't want to be Olaf Olaf would be so dope I was just like I was like totally actually yeah Totes, being bros. Olaf would be dope I'm not gonna lie I, I get it <laughs> So, um, is that it? Yeah, I think I think that was it. They, oh, they don't have the electrical parade. They no, are yeah. soon, very, very soon. soon to have the electrical. And people parade. are so into it. They're gonna be I, so disappointed I I after just feel Paint like the Night. They're gonna be like, yeah. uh, we like this. Yeah, because Paint the Night is amazing, and then they're gonna go back to the Main Street Electrical Parade, and really, nostalgia only goes so far, guys. And then, <laughs> this is gonna be an exercise in just how far nostalgia takes you. But they are you. bringing back Remember Dreams Come True, which is like the original wishes, which uh. is. So much better than our wishes in Disney mm. World. They go through every attraction essentially. Yeah. And like they do like part of like the soundtrack oh, cool. of the attraction. I, need to see I, that. I literally just got goosebumps thinking about it. <laughs> and it's narrated by Julie Andrews. Uh, hello. <laughs> it's narrated by Julie Andrews. Oh my god. Bro, bro, it's Julie bro, Andrews, dude. Bro, when you want to be Olaf talking to Julie Andrews. <laughs> oh my god, it's a dream. Yes. Oh, the only other thing about our trip that I want to talk about... Let, uh, Catherine, you can talk about it. Oh no, my God. go ahead. Okay, we had such an amazing cast member experience. <laughs> and um, it was with a PhotoPass photographer named Eric. <laughs> and we were coming out of Haunted Mansion Holiday. And we saw two people getting their pictures taken. And they were taking their pictures with these two, like... Uh, uh, rubber snakes. Rubber snakes. And we're like, it was so confusing because it didn't match the theme of what was going on around New Orleans Square or the Haunted Mansion. And I was like, did they bring these from home? Like, what the hell is going on? And the PhotoPass photographer was like so animated and insane. He was like, he's like, you're getting eaten by the snakes. You're stepping on a ghost. We're making, we're making things happen. We're building dreams. And I was like, this is amazing. We have to get our picture with this guy. And then we realized that the snakes was his, you know, those they were, were his props. They were his idea. And um, <laughs> we had, so basically this guy is a nut and he's been there for years. <laughs> And he's this guy named Eric, and he walks around Disneyland. He's a, a photographer. And they have a new photo pass system out there called Inspired Photo Pass, which means you're not standing at the same spot. You are supposed to wander the park oh. and just find good moments. And he's an Inspired Photo Pass member. That's got to be really nice for somebody who's a Photo Pass mm -hmm. photographer. I feel like you yeah. can really grab some great pictures. Yeah. Out of and he was taking full advantage. Um, well, first of all, we were we were waiting for our picture, and there was this older lady who was by herself and and she was like oh you guys know epic eric and we we're like what no and she's like oh yeah that's eric he's he's he calls himself epic eric and I, she was like he is a nut he is the best 
photo. He's the best photographer in Disneyland. He's amazing. And I was like, yeah, I mean, he's a riot. He's he's insane. <laughs> but so basically, we had to like wait for these people to take their pictures. And he was like, and Catherine said something that clearly like made him happy. And she was like, I want you to take the weirdest pictures <laughs> that you've ever taken. And I could oh, just God. see like. And he was just like, yeah. I could just see the like gears turning him like. He was like, I'm okay, okay, we're going to go stand by the sign that says stand by for the Haunted Mansion. We're going to make people think that's like a really big deal, but it's not. And they're going to think you guys are so weird. And just stand in there. So we took our picture by the sign that just says stand by. It doesn't we even say the Haunted Mansion on it. We're just standing there like. Ah! And people were like, oh, what's, what's going on there? And then he was like. Like, oh, we're we gotta go deep take, into the jungle. And he was like, gotta take these people's pictures, stand here. So we just stood there in New Orleans Square by ourselves for oh, about what? 10 minutes, just waiting for him. And people <laughs> were forming a line because they saw how freaking crazy and insane he was. So he was taking care of all them. And he just like kept looking back at us like, I'm gonna get to you. We're going on a field trip. And he just kept on turning around and me like, we're going into the jungle. And we were like, okay. So finally. He was so great. He, so it was a little bit of a cold day. And he saw a few people around Disneyland wearing puffy jackets and vests. And he just, like, looked at this little girl and, like, got in her face and was like, puffy jacket. (laughs) And then every time he saw someone wearing a puffy jacket around Disneyland, he just went, puffy jacket. And so... He then proceeded to it was take bizarre. Then he proceeded to take Matt and I to Tarzan's treehouse, which Where he in order everyone no, off. No, time out. Go ahead. To get to Tarzan's treehouse, you had to pass over the queue for Pirates of the Caribbean. So in Pirates of the Caribbean, there's like a little balcony that hangs over the people into the queue by the dream suite. And he yep. took his rubber snakes and dangled them on the people's heads in the queue and like tried to scare people. And was like, get off your get phones. Get off your phones. Get off your phones. He's like, We're you making got, memories. You got to stay alert. You got to stay alert. It was so funny. So then he took us up to the Tarzan's treehouse and there's like a little, one of those like little rope bridges. And he was like, get out of here. Get out of here. Like to everyone that was there. And was like, it wasn't that. It wasn't nearly that. No, rude. it wasn't. No, but he You're was like. You're painting it to be very rude. But he was, was like, playful. we're taking a f- photo shoot here. This is a photo shoot. This is a photo shoot. And he spent like five minutes with us, like on the bridge and was like, look up at the heavens and scream. Like, like he was so <laughs> insane. And then like at the end of this whole magic, magic experience that probably was like a half hour with a photo pass guy that I've never spent that much time with one of these guys. He goes, all right, guys, this has been real fun, but I really need to go on break. <laughs> and he just walked back up into the treehouse. Like, didn't exit with us. Like, just And was- it was one of the most amazing <laughs> cast member experiences I've ever had. Like, it was just, yeah. it was really great. And it's one of those things that happens at Disneyland. I mean, everything is very rigid on the East Coast. Um, it does not Disney happen World. here. I mean, you have your characters that just roam around and, and take, like, oh, there's Mickey. Like, and it's not like, like... Go here at this time to see Mickey and go in Mickey's house because Mickey's only available for 45 minutes and you have to be with three cast members for Mickey. It's just like, oh, Mickey's there on Main Street. Yeah, we we saw Cruella on Main Street as well and she was awesome and she um, didn't even have a, a Wrangler. I mean, it's just cool. yeah. there, there, was, there wasn't anyone to take your photo. So if you wanted your photo taken with Cruella, you need to ask the person behind you to it's take just, your photo. It's so, just a very cool atmosphere in Disneyland that's very unique to Disneyland. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Walt Disney World. It's my home park. We're East Coasters here. Obviously, we're WDW Happy Hour and 
That stands for Walt Disney World. If you're listening, if you're 22 episodes in, you just realized that. Whoa. We got big problems. But yeah, I mean, there there are a lot of things that um, are really great about Disneyland. And, and the cast member experiences and the character experiences are definitely one of those yeah. things. And this was awesome. I mean, he was a nut, but he was just so great. And he made our experience that much better. So. And the pictures... And the pictures on, on were amazing. Our, yeah, on our photo pass are hilarious. Oh, and they're great. They're yeah, really they're, good. We'll post great. some of them so, online. Yeah. But anyway, all right. So that wraps it up for us. Good trip. Yeah, it was a very good trip. Good yes. episode. Good so up. while you guys were enjoying yourselves, <laughs> Holly and I were freezing in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Holding it down. To be but, um, fair, it was freezing in Orlando. No, too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You get a pass. <laughs> These guys. Uh-oh. But, uh, it was Brooke. really nice. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was like 80 degrees. And it was from, not uh, 80 degrees, you jerk. It was like <laughs> 70. It was 80 degrees the day we walked to the Disneyland. Oh, oh that's true. It was. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, you jerk. Um, we didn't cover the International Festival of the Arts, which started this weekend, um, January 13th. What, what's mm-hmm. the 13th? Yep, you're right, right. Um, but Holly and I will be in Epcot next weekend. So Just Epcot. No, it's just No, oh, yeah, you're right. Well, we <laughs> will be we'll, Yeah, we'll probably be in Epcot, Epcot a lot. Yeah. But um, follow us on social media. We'll be... Posting a lot on Twitter. Lots of good tweets. So if you don't follow WDW Happy at... Oh, boy. At WDW. I forgot the at. That's what I said. Oh, okay. At WDW Happy Hour on Twitter. Follow us on there. We'll be posting a lot from the festival and just things in general. So Some Amstel lights. Yeah, they had. It know, looks. Too it looks like a. I was evening. excited to see the so, places. By the way, Rob is wearing a backwards hat, and I know this is a visual. Uh, this is a visual thing, and you know this is an audio podcast. I've never ever in in the years that no. I've known you, I've never ever seen you wear a hat backwards, and it's really freaking me out. Okay, you're like Sorry. it's like uh, you're like Ken Griffey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used, to, I used to take batting practice like that when I played. Bat, head backwards? Yeah. It's like I'm sitting right across from the kid right yeah. now. It's amazing. <laughs> that, that's a compliment. I appreciate that. I like to think that you're the Ken Griffey Jr. in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hall of Famer? Okay. I'll yeah, I mean, the, guy, the guy's a legend. And what would you say you are? Like Daryl Strawberry or something? <laughs> oh, well, the guy who's like on cocaine <laughs> all the time. <laughs> All right. So, but yeah, so so next episode, um, we'll have a full report and uh, from the Festival of the Arts. So we're excited. Eat some delicious things. Yeah, yeah and beautiful things. And look at some, some delicious, delicious stuff. Yeah. Delicious art. Yeah. If you have extra room in that suitcase, <laughs> Mary Blair chocolate. We'll be down by the riverside. So. Yay. <laughs> All right. So anything for last call? Holly? Um, we, I want to give a thank you to Pete Carney Yay, uh, Pete for Carney. the sweet and wonderful uh, iTunes review. He oh, did. yes. Yeah. Um, thank you, Pete Carney. Dude's a true blue. Yeah, yeah he's been, been with one us of our from, from, from F1. We're, we're going to have to have make him on, it, yeah. yeah. Or meet down there. He's, he's I feel like we talk about Pete Carney like every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, and everyone, everyone else is listening is like, who the hell is Pete Carney? Well, you know what? Post more on our social media yeah. and we'll talk about you yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we'll have to invite him to like food and wine or something. That'll be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I feel like he's down there. I feel like it's, 
it's always been like he's down there when we're not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know what's good? He's like the sixth member of this podcast, so he always gives us the scoop. So it's like we're there because he always tells us what's going on and great in-depth reviews. Everybody so, needs yeah. a sixth man. You he's know? the George Martin of this podcast. I was going to say for you Beatles Harden. fans. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you went NBA, I went Beatles. It's fine. <laughs> So. Well, to be fair, George Martin would be the fifth man because there were only four Beatles. Right. This, yours was more applicable. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Any I, other? Yeah. So um, we've mentioned that we do um, vacation planning now through Never Grow Vacations. And something we have to offer now is bibs for um, race and race registration for the Wine and Dine Half Marathon coming up in November. So we have early access. Um, if that's something that you're interested in, drop us a line, uh, wdwhappyhour at nevergrowupvacations.com. Uh, reach out to us on Facebook. Now, this, is a, this is a big deal. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it is. It, early access to these these races, they sell out, they sell out quick. Yeah. So this is this is a cool service. That, and obviously it's us. I mean, I mean we're, <laughs> we're benefiting from this. But, I mean, we're, we're able to offer a pretty interesting service for our listeners that, you know, you can get early bibs and early race day registrations for a lot of these upcoming Run Disney events. So. Also it, tips it, and pointers, too. Yeah, it, right. Yeah, full, full service travel. Yeah, um, even if assistance. you just have general questions, this is no um, no stress, no pressure, estimates, and advice if yeah. you just want to reach out to you us. Don't ha- you don't have to be on active.com at noon and making sure everything's... We have early access to these things. So you have free quotes. So. Yeah, free quotes, yeah. So, yeah. so use the email address, reach out to us on Facebook. We'll get back to you as soon as possible. So. That's awesome. Yep. Anything else that anyone has to cover? Nope. Go see Moana. <laughs> Go see Moana. That's a good one. <laughs> Go see Finding Dory in your house. Because it's already out. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, geez, guys. Cheese guys. We're all really drinking. Yeah. Hey, cheers. Cheers. cheers.